For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 12 is where we begin today as we're talking about the body of Christ in this section of scripture. And the body of Christ is so important to the Lord. That's how God gets his work done is through his people. And so every member of the church is vital, vitally important to the work of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 12, the Bible says, for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ for by one spirit, are we all baptized in the one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether it be bond or free, and have all been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. The same with your physical body. Your body is made up of many, many members. All of them are important. Even the ones that you think, well, that's not that important. Oh, it's important. It's important to the function of your body. And the Bible goes on to say, talking about if the foot shall say to the hand, I'm not part of the body, but but they are. The interesting thing about the foot is, most of the time you have a shoe on, it's covered up. You don't see it. Sometimes it even smells bad after it's been in that shoe for a long time. It's behind the scenes. It's carrying the load. It's doing all the work. It's taking the body places it needs to go. But yet it's, it's not seen. It's behind the scenes, but it's a vitally important part of the body. You see where I'm going with this? Maybe you're a foot in the church, but you are vitally important. It doesn't matter that you're not being seen. You are being seen by the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the only one that matters. Amen. And the Bible talks about the eye. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were the hearing... Where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. If you wonder why am I in this position? Why am I here? Why do I have this gift? Why do I go to this church? Why do I? There is your answer right there, ladies and gentlemen. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. Him, It has pleased God to place you in the position that you are in and the place that you are at. 
If you wonder why or how, it's because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 18, it hath pleased God to do this. So remember that the next time you get frustrated, God has placed me here because it has pleased him. Amen. Verse 19, and if they were all one members, where were the body? But now are they many members yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be feeble are necessary. Do you know, when you think of the body, it's a lot more than just your hands and your feet. The most vital parts of the body are never seen. You don't see your heart. You've never seen your heart. How about your liver? You don't see your liver or your, your intestines or your kidneys or your spine. You don't see those things. But man, they are vitally important to the function of the body. You cannot live without them. But yet they're never seen. They're just there. They work hard every day. They do their job. They allow you to do what you need to do. Amen. You see where I'm going with this? The members of the church that are never seen are the ones doing the vital work. Amen. The little lady that cleans the church. The guy that trims the, the grass. The, the person that wipes down the pews. Those kind of small things, God, they're big things to God. The person that works in the nursery so that a family can sit and listen to the gospel preached. That is big in the eyes of the Lord. All members are important, and especially the members that are never in the limelight. The, mem the heart's never in the limelight. You don't see the heart. It's there. It's working hard. Your liver's working hard. You don't see it. It's not out on display, but it's there, and you can't live without it. And there are a lot of members of the church that are just like that. You, they need, God needs them. You need them. Amen. And they're vitally important to the work of the Lord. Verse 23. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon those we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. In other words, nobility. Honorable. That's comeliness. Honorable nobility. The ones that seem like they're less honorable, Paul says that we're going to bestow more honor upon them. We're going to give them more nobleness. We're going to lift them up even more and let them know how vitally important they truly are to the work of the Lord and the function of the church and the body of Christ. They are vitally important. And Paul wants them to know it. Paul wants you to know it, not them down the street, not the people next door, but you personally, Paul wants you to know this because I would say 99% of the people that are in the church are not in any type of leadership or pastoral position. They are members of the church. And Paul's wanting you to know that you are a vital member. You're vitally important to the function and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 24, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having them more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism, schism would be division, in the body, 
but that the members should have the same care one for another. Paul does not want their God does not want there to be any division in the body of Christ. We all should love one another. A matter of fact, the Bible says that the world will know that we are Christians, that we are disciples of Christ for the love that we have for the brethren, for the love that we have for one another. Is it easy? No, it's not easy sometimes, folks. Let's just be honest. It's not easy. Sometimes it can just get on your nerves or be aggravating. But the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, we need each other. We need the church. The, it does something. It brings us together. It gives you strength in Christ to live the Christian life. We, as messed up as we are as people, we need each other. And that's what Paul was saying. Let there be no division in the body of Christ. We're all going the same way. We may be on different spiritual levels, but we're all headed in the same direction. Amen. Listen to verse 26. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. And that's so true when you think of a death in a family. And man, you can hurt for them. You can hurt for that family. And you can feel bad for them. Reach out to them. Make them a dinner. Do, do something, you know. You suffer with them, in other words. And when something great happens, something wonderful happens, hey, you can also rejoice with them. And can I just say, family's always the toughest. You, and you know this, family's always the toughest. It's always the toughest to witness to. It's always the toughest to be around. It's, always, it's just the toughest. And listen, we are family as the bodies of Christ. We belong to Christ. He, God is our heavenly Father, and we must love one another and come together in one accord to do the work of the Lord, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when we die, it's not going to matter what color the carpet was or what color the church was painted or who had what outfit on or who had. None of that's going to matter. What's going to matter was the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ preached and proclaimed throughout the land. Did you do whatever it took to make sure that that could be done? Amen. That is what is going to matter. Verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Listen to verse 28 now. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, Thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. God said that he put people in the church, first of all, apostles. Now, we know that there's no more apostles. Um, you had to see the, the Lord Jesus Christ with your own eyes uh, to be an apostle, but and God used them in a mightily way. And prophets predicted that the future, is, it was a revelation that God had given them. Hey, the Old Testament is full of prophets and a preacher can preach prophecy out of the bible what christ is coming back you better get right with jesus amen you're predicting what's going to happen but you're only doing it because that's what the bible says and thirdly teachers god has gifted some people to be teachers that they could be a help to the church a help to the body of Christ, that they could help grow other Christians. In other words, God has put something in. It's not nothing in of themselves. They're not special. That's just who God chose to use. You remember that verse, 
Verse number 18, but now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him. It came from God. So it has pleased him to put teachers in the church and God chooses who he chooses to use. And it's all up to him. How he does it, I don't know. And we never will. But God tends to use people that you wouldn't think. And I believe God does that on purpose because he's going to get the honor and he's going to get the glory and he's the only one that deserves it. Amen. God doesn't see people like see we see people. God sees the heart. Oh, it's easy for us to look at somebody and say, man, they're messed up on the outside or they did this or they came from that or man, they'd really messed up there and this, that and the other. God says, I could use that person in a mighty way that you could never imagine. I could do things with them that you could only dream of. Why? Because it's come from God and the power comes from God. God is the one that opens the doors. God's the one that makes the way. God's the ones that knock down the, the barriers in front of them to, to, so the work of the Lord can be done. Amen. So thirdly, teachers. Listen to verse 29. Are all prophets? Are all prophets? Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. We're all different, what he's trying to say. We're all different. Not everybody's called to be a teacher. Not everybody's called to be a preacher. Not everybody's called to, to a certain position. But we listen to me. We are all called to do work in the body of Christ. Each and every one of us. God has something for you to do. And you say, well, and I hear older people say it. Well, I just can't do anything anymore. But you can. See, your testimony is the most powerful thing that you have. And you sharing that with others, you telling others, and you living it out in front of them is the most powerful thing that you could do because people will look up to that. I can tell you this. You can pray. You can get a prayer book and start writing down prayer requests from people. You can call people on the phone, talk to them, and encourage them, and pray for them. Amen. That is huge right there. So there is a lot that you could do. I like what Paul says in verse 13, verse number one. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Paul says, I could do all these mighty things and they mean absolutely nothing if I don't have love in my heart. I could move the world, but it means nothing if I'm not doing it out of the love that's in my heart. I become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. In other words, just a noise in the background that people have learned to ignore. They can totally turn it off. Have you ever, if you've ever been to a hospital, you'll notice that there's beeping going on everywhere behind the stations. And if you watch the nurses, it's like they don't even hear it. You, they don't even notice it. It doesn't even phase them. They have completely and totally blocked that out in their mind. It might be driving you crazy, but they don't even hear it. And you see, it's that way if you don't have love in your heart and you're, you're going about trying to preach and teach and tell people the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's like a background noise that people don't even hear. Why? Because you don't have charity. You don't have love in your hearts. That old saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, hey, that's the bona fide 
truth. Amen. It means a lot when you truly care about somebody, when they know that you have the best intentions for them. They will open up their heart, their minds, their home, everything when they know that you truly care and want the best for them. And that's what Paul is saying here. Paul is saying, if I had all the, if I could move mountains, it doesn't matter. If I could speak as angels and, and do mighty things, but I don't have love, it means absolutely nothing. So I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, check your heart and make sure, make sure that you have love in your heart toward other people because it is easy to get better. It is easy to hold on to things that have happened. It is easy to keep blaming somebody. It's hard to let it go. But the best thing for yourself, for yourself, is for you to forgive it to let it go, to give it to Christ, and to move on so that you can have charity, so that you can have love one toward another. Verse number two in chapter 13. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. He said, man, I can move mountains I could have all knowledge, I could have all faith, and I could know all mysteries, and I could do all things. But if I don't have charity, listen to what he says, I am nothing. Now apply that to your own life. Apply that to your own heart. Apply that to your own self. Apply that to your own home. You've got to have charity to do the work of the Lord. You've got to have love in your heart. And let's just be honest, ladies and gentlemen, as my pastor preached this past Sunday, if you're going to serve God, you can expect to be attacked. If you're going to serve God, the demonic forces are going to come after you. You see, when you are truly sold out to Jesus, because there's a difference between being saved and being truly sold out to Jesus. But when you're truly sold out to Jesus and you're giving it all to him and you're giving your life to him, you're giving your service to him, and you're telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ, every chance and opportunity that you get, you're witnessing, you're, you're giving out tracts. Listen to me. The devil is coming at you full force with both barrels because he wants to stop you. So when you're doing that, when you're sold out to Christ, listen to me, bad things will happen. The Bible says, yea, that they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I am trying to give you the truth. Because listen, when you know it's coming, it's so much easier to deal with. It doesn't make it completely easy, but you know it's coming and you know you're going to have to deal with it. And so go on and serve God and thank God. Christ did it. He knew he was going to the cross, but yet he chose to go that way for me and for you, for the love that we have for others. And the more that I grow in the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, the more I can look out on the world and feel sorry for them because they know not the truth. They, they don't know where they're going. They are smiling and partying and having a good time and on their way to hell in overdrive. And I do feel bad for them. And I do love them. And I do want them to know the truth. And that's true love. When you tell somebody the truth of, hey, you've got to get right with God. There's a place called hell. And you can do that in love. Nobody wants to tell somebody else, you're going to hell but if you truly care and you truly love that person, you will warn them of the wrath to come. The Bible says that, that you need to warn them to flee from the wrath to come. The wrath of God will come upon their life. And so when you truly love someone, you're going to warn them. 
if you seen your child about, about to fall in the fire outside, you'd warn them, you'd holler at them, tell them to get away from it. And it's the same with people. You've got to warn them that there's a place called hell and it's real and you'll really go there. And that is true love. That is having charity. And Paul says, it doesn't matter how many great and mighty things I can do. If I can move mountains, if I can feed all the poor, if I know all the mysteries, if I have all knowledge, he said, I am nothing if I don't have charity. Verse number four, he tells you, charity suffers long. It is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up. Charity is not full of pride. Charity it's all about others. It's not about self. It's about what you can give, not what you can get. In other words, charity is so important in the Christian life. Verse 5 tells you, Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. That's what charity does. It doesn't rejoice in wickedness, but it rejoices in the truth. What truth? The Bible truth, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I tell you what, it makes your heart so happy when you can share the gospel with somebody or when you can lift up another Christian. The Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. A man told me one time when I first got saved, there's three kind of people you need to be around. He said, you need to be around people that are less spiritual than you. That way you can lift them up. You need to be around people that are on your level. That way the Bible says, like the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. And you need to be around people that are more spiritually advanced than you are. That way they can help lift you up. And I have found that to be so true. And that's what discipleship really is. And that is kind of a lost art in the church that we need to work at. So look around your church. And I promise you, there's somebody there that needs somebody to care. There's somebody there that needs to be discipled. There's somebody there that needs to be loved on. There's somebody there that needs to be prayed for. There's somebody there that wants to know that they're cared about by people in the church. Amen. That is love. That is charity. Verse 8 tells you, charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is part shall be done away. Charity is so important. In verse number 11, he tells you, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things as we should also. It's so easy for all of us, for any of us to become childish at times at our own heart. I admit I am guilty of it at some times. You hold on to something you shouldn't. You should let go. You should forgive. You should just get done with it and move on with it. But sometimes we've got to fight that battle to not be childish. Like Paul says here, he had to work at it, did he not? Or this verse would not be here. He said, hey, I put away childish things. Verse 12, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then the face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. The, the things that he listed, and now abideth faith, hope, charity. And these three, the greatest is charity. Charity is greater than hope. 
Charity is greater than faith. The greatest thing we can do is have charity toward one another. Have charity to the lost and dying world. When was the last time you went out of your way to make somebody feel loved? When was the last time you gave out a track? When was the last time you witnessed somebody? When was the last time you encouraged someone in the church? Reach out to people and show them the charity, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.